Hello, it's Vikas Pota, Chairman of the Vaki Foundation. You are listening to a session from our Global Education and Skills Forum, a place where leading politicians, businesses, philanthropists, activists, and of course, the world's best teachers share, debate, and discover new ways for education to transform our world. Keep the global conversation going and share your thoughts on the topics discussed with the hashtag GESF. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is G.V. Ravishankar. I represent Sequoia Capital India. We invest uh, in early stage and growth capital across uh, India and Southeast Asia. I'm here today uh, to moderate and speak to Baiju and tell you guys a little bit about the story and the evolution of this company, which, as on date, is the most valuable education technology company globally. Let me start by briefly introducing Baiju, and he will come share the story with us, post which we'll do a little bit of a Q&A and love to open this up for questions from the audience as well. Baiju started his journey as actually an engineer and chanced upon teaching and became a teacher. He says, by chance, but you should hear the story from him. It's a phenomenal story. He started as a teacher for his close uh, set of friends, and what started as a hobby became a passion and has now become a very large business. Baiju is India's largest education technology company in terms of usage. There are 33 million users of their app and 2.3 million paying subscribers, all from India and the Middle East. Without much, much ado, Baiju, I request you to come up on stage, share the story and the journey with the audience today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What I'm going to do over the next uh, seven to 10 minutes, it's going to be very inefficient because uh, compared to what I could have done by putting some effort of some post-production, some tools, and creating interactive videos, it could have done a much better job in just two minutes. But still, uh, since that I'm asked to speak here, let me try my best. So. Because of which, in trying to reduce that inefficiency, I'll keep it very fast. You'll, you'll struggle to follow me. Let me, it'll almost be like uh, listening to soccer commentary on radio. That's how I learned my English, the average English which you'll hear over the, which you are forced to hear. So, classes like this, me being a teacher, now how it started, I'll tell you. So, just to dramatize the story, I tell that I come from a small village, which is a fact. So, before you get show, start, start showing sympathy or get impressed, let me tell you that that's my biggest advantage. That's what makes me extremely positive, highly aspirational in common. This is what I tell first when I meet any investor. But that's, in common language, I tell that put me anywhere, I'll come out of it. So that insurgent, mental, insurgent mindset which is required when you are disrupting a segment, that willingness to experiment and do everything on first principles because there's no playbook for success here. As though, he, though GV mentioned that the most valuable edtech company, the largest, that's all just namesake. It's a relative success. As the previous panel was telling, there is nothing which you can say which is creating a revolution even today. There's a long way to go before we start calling it a success. But just like any segment, any segment which is getting disrupted by technology, internet, which will obviously solve the problem of access. The, the biggest thing is, like in any segment, you will see that like there are, these are initial steps. We have got a good start. That's the only thing I'll tell. So there's no scope for complacency here. 
let me start by like something which we do very well. I'll show you a video, a short video, 20 second video. Uh, can you play the first video? adding circles inside the last one being just a point so you're looking at five circles here what is important is now if I just write two simple terms here cut the diagram and open the diagram like this using let's say a radius you can convert like circle to something like this when you open yeah. the circle that will give you an indication like of uh, this is how like I used to teach math as recently as 2014. So in, in stadiums, I, I used to do this in multiple cities, stadiums and the, even the arena used to get filled. The students would even see me, I used to stand in the middle, they will only see those uh, six screens over there. Uh, very inefficient compared to what we do today, but still uh, this shows two sides of the story which we have in most of uh, countries like ours, right? One is uh, kids are hungry to learn, that's the best thing about, uh, you don't need to establish the importance of uh, learning. Not to students, not to parents. That's that's a huge opportunity. But on the other side, it shows all the challenges in our system. Good teachers are hard to find. Personalization is impossible in a in a session like that, or even in a session like this, right? So here I am assuming that none of you have heard about us. That's why I'm trying to give you the story very fast. So there is no personalization in this session, right? Even if there are ten students sitting, there is no personalization. It's impossible to personalize, even for best of the teachers. You can't blame teachers for that. I'm also a teacher. Like I'm a teacher first, which made me an entrepreneur by chance, which uh, because of the impact it made. I always used to teach first myself because uh, I, what student, what most of you take for granted, I didn't go to a good school. I went to a non-English medium school in a small village. Uh, forget about finding good teachers. Finding teachers in classroom itself was a challenge. So I utilized that time very well. I used to always have less than 20% attendance in my class. And I was spending those time learning life. I played multiple games. So the positive attitude which I've learned from those games and the logic which I've learned from math. So math is my first love, still is. I just capitalized on these two strengths to do almost, to create a company, to impress investors, uh, even uh, to impress my girl. So everything is based on math. So now I'll, I'll take you the, the transition from 100% offline and 100% services to 100% online and 100% product today is because uh, we are paranoid about uh, making it bigger and better. So we have disrupted our own segment. We didn't do it with a half-hearted attempt. When we shifted from offline to online, it was a complete U-turn. Because, not because there was a bigger opportunity, because we were 100% convinced. Convinced to an extent, I always tell that. Uh, and that's the first thing which is required if you want to be an entrepreneur and do the same thing, not a serial entrepreneur, if you want to be an entrepreneur and do the same thing for years and years, investors will come and go. If, then you need to do things which you are completely convinced about. It's, it can't be like, you'll see some of the tech companies where they make sure that their kids don't use any technology. They only get others addicted to it. But what, I, what I'm doing here is, like we, is here technology is an enabler, as I heard in the previous one. It is necessary, but it's not sufficient. So technology, as a, we use it as a strong enabler to, uh, while creating content, where we have standardized high quality content creation. We, have, we probably have the largest movie production house in the country. The difference being we create math movies and science movies or subject-based movies. We have the largest game studio in the country. Together, we have around 1,200 people creating content, innovating in terms of how to make it more engaging and effective. Now, finding that right balance, in simpler terms, we've always asked, we always ask these two questions. Will it be used by students? Because that's important. Otherwise, you can create the most powerful content. If it's not used, it'll never do the purpose. It'll be like an art movie with a very strong social message, but not watched by anyone. So finding, so we need to make sure that it's used, but that's, that's only the first step. The final step, the final decision is always to teachers. 
we we all being teachers uh, those who started the company i started this with my students eight of my students way back in 2011 so the final decision is taken by the person who whose responsibility is to make sure that it's useful so finding that right balance between engaging and effectiveness is something which we have been able to achieve i'm not telling we are doing it in the best possible way it's it's only a good start there's a long way to go before we tell that oh now we can't personalize this further or now we can't make it better there's a long way to go but what you need to understand is education companies whether private public have not made it easy for kids kids are still consuming content in age old formats our textbooks are still uh, they they were only the colors would have changed it's exactly the same content consumption habits have changed across all other sectors how we consume news is very different from what it was 10 years back how we consume entertainment it's very different it's even the entertainment industry is actually moving towards a netflix model where they create the platform create content and have the full experience so that they can personalize based on the interest of the user this is much more critical education is lot more critical having in fact we are still in the youtube age when it comes to online learning but what is required here is actually a netflix model because you can't confuse a 10 year old by offering them a marketplace where you just create a platform and open up it to like hundreds of content creators and confuse them more because they don't know what is good so what you what all of us will see is that over the next 10 15 years we will see some large companies just like now it's all like medium sized companies small companies three four large companies because why would you want your kid to learn like fraction in the second best possible way so now this is not solving all the problems i am not telling that even what we do when we do it very well maybe in 10 years 15 years it'll still solve only one 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 important purpose which is uh, helping students becoming active learners self learners lifelong learners because that's a requirement of the future what we don't need is like where teachers will teachers will always be important they will the, they will they have an important role to play the role will might change from like just one just to give information we don't need teachers information is available my 5 year old son is, is uh, well above when what i was when i was 10 he speaks better english because he is learning from possible possibly some of the best sources available just that there is a challenge in that youtube model because you can't control what is given you can't personalize you can only personalizing what the entertainment platforms do is just personalized based on the interest not based on the proficiency level that is what is required in education so what we have done is uh, just to give you an idea we have created a large content media technology team we create content at the intersection of all the three at the intersection of i have some slides let me just show you yeah so this is what we have done so what is that we have done differently so we have created a platform we we create platforms we create content now in education that's that's how we should do it because the amount of content to be created maybe it will require 10 big companies globally doing it it's it's anyway limited it's not like entertainment especially when you know that life of what you create is a few years compared to what let's say netflix is doing is a few weeks you can easily have 10 companies who can invest billions of dollars in educational content creation unfortunately we don't have companies investing even 100 million it's a shame you have you have companies investing 10 15 billion dollar every year creating entertainment content which is also important but for markets like ours education is still the only way to make it big you will if you create the right product and if you give value to it people will anyway pay for it now finding a right balance between having a for profit model and a not for not for profit model that's where it it should head in in the future so so this is what we have done if uh, it took us almost 4 years what helped us obviously was uh, 
If you take money from VCs and uh, including GV, they won't give you four years to create a product. What helped us is we had a very profitable offline model. So we took four years. When we were about to launch the product, that's when we raised money, just to accelerate growth. And 2015, August, we launched the product. It's just three years, three and a half years now. This is, uh, this is where we are now. Again, very small numbers in terms of what we can achieve. When I say we, I'm not just talking about us. There is an opportunity for a lot of companies to do this globally. Now, it can never be done by one company because content, how it is offered, you have to localize based on what students are able to relate to. And so we have been able to get 33 million free users. More importantly, 2.3 million they learn from the app. Now, these are good business numbers, but what is that we track closely, the last two numbers is an indication of that they like it because they're spending an hour on the app. Not every day, they, they do spend 14 to 15 days in a month. It's still half of what Netflix is getting. Why I'm using Netflix? Because unfortunately, uh, we don't have, uh, that's, that's the model which all of you understand. And uh, a challenge which uh, any founder, or uh, I'm sure most of you would have faced when you're trying to tell, because there is nothing like this before. In fact, that's what I tell investors first, to scare them, that we are already at $5 billion, but there is nobody like this, so mostly you will lose money. So, but... If you look at what we have done, like we, all of us, and it's not just about founders, right? That's one thing when you scale law. Uh, yeah, having that founder's mentality, that unambiguous uh, ownership mentality in your team is what will def uh, define whether you are moving from uh, early stage to growth stage and then to create a large company. Even having a large company is not enough because things which don't go up anyway will come down. You'll hit a free fall. So it's very important that uh, you need to, like, you can't take success for granted anyway. There's, there's no choice. Now... If you don't disrupt, someone else will. So these two numbers we track closely. And uh, there is still scope for improvement because in markets like ours, kids are still sitting two, three hours in front of a book every day. So there's a huge scope for improvement in increasing the engagement by adding more subjects, by making it more personalized because more and more we personalize, we have seen that the engagement is going up. Yeah, that's just some boring numbers. I'll skip those slides. But there's consistent growth, as you can see. Consistent month on, so we are growing like 10, 11% month on month for the last uh, 18, 19 months. Yeah, that is just, if there are some investors, I thought I'll do a common pitch so that you'll talk about it. So we have just updated our model. The other, what is there in gray is what we have given to the board, but the other one is what we have announcing to the media. So... Now, why it, why it makes sense, why, I, I was telling that we can keep on investing billions of dollars into this because the amount of content to be created, you'll have to create uh, maybe 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 hours of content, make it interactive, create games, create, because all formats are important. It's not just, not just about videos. There are some, we haven't, we've already understood that there are some kids who interact well with uh, videos, with minimal interaction. There are some kids who are more proactive. They want to interact every two minutes. So accordingly changing, so personalization is possible on so many areas, like you can personalize based on the size of learning, pace of learning, style of learning. Uh, obviously after understanding how they learn, when they learn, what they learn, how much they learn, how fast they learn. But it's just the beginning. I'm not telling that we are personalizing it perfectly. It's just the beginning. We are getting a lot of data in terms of what they learn, when they learn, how they learn, how much they learn, where they are dropping off. So we know that kids in that age group, they don't like taking tests. But the moment we started uh, introducing uh, the, the Lumosity kind of format of tests, I'm sure you would have seen that app. And when you start, that's for co-curricular stuff, but curricular things, when you offer the same format, 
which is gamified just to the extent required. Engagement on that is as high as what we get on our movie-like videos. Because finally, that's what we have done well. Created uh, movie-like videos, game-like interactions, offer personalizing it based on the proficiency level of the student. So someone who's struggling with physics, uh, they can get uh, content which a 13-year-old can get what is required for 11-year-old. So, and with they, them spending, the, the biggest indication of effectiveness, the first one is engagement numbers, which I've told. Effectiveness is the fact that we are in, like we are a completely B2C brand. Every year in April and May, we go through that test. Will our parents spending again? The fact that 85% of them are con continued from last academic year to this academic year is the best validation of its effectiveness. Because especially Indian parents, Asian parents, they are paranoid about their kids uh, scoring more. So, best part about it is it's, it's making a big impact. We are in a segment where uh, doing well is equivalent of doing good. The, the kind of places where we all come from, where uh, even having access to school or teacher is almost was almost impossible, we are making a big difference. Uh, if you see this, the early adopters are not just the metro, tech, savvy, affluent class. Early adopters are as much coming from smaller towns, highly aspirational, and that's why uh, we see similar or better conversion in small towns. 60% of our users come from outside the top 10 cities. 30% of our users come from outside the top 100 towns in India. But again, if you look at the number of students also going to school in India, which is 260 million, our uh, paid user base is less than 1%. So that's the reason, let me repeat, it's just relative success. Long way to go, just that I'll only say we are on the right path. Thanks a lot. So that was still in inefficient. Lot of madness, some methods. <laughs> Thank you, Baiju. Uh, Vikas, before you run off, please note next time, give him the assembly stage. This is too small for a guy who's used to speaking to 40,000 people, so. <laughs> I'm not able to artificially create that energy. <laughs> Only my first session was for a batch size. First session was for 35 students. My second session was for 80. Sixth session was for 1,200. Then move from an auditorium to stadium. So thinking because always part of the game, and that should be, uh, if you are an entrepreneur, there is no other choice. So, uh, Baiju, this is uh, fascinating. And of course, I've had the privilege, for those of you uh, who don't know our history, Sequoia Capital is the first outside institutional shareholder in, in Baiju's. And, um, you know, I want to start... Uh, and a happy shareholder. And very happy shareholder. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to start by taking you back to 2014-15. So we invested in May 2015. And for the record, the company didn't even have an app at that point. So it was really a company that was selling by evangelizing the video method of learning as a format through those stadium events. Uh, but... Three months in, by August beginning, the company had an app and a large marketing campaign that went along with that. For a company that's not a technology company, and you, Baju, were a teacher turned entrepreneur, so it was not like you guys had a tech DNA. How did this all happen so fast? So, Sequoia came on board in 2015, mid-May. By that time, we've already finished our content creation. Now. As I, as I was telling, the, the real product in this case is what students see. 
and who's the in education though there are many stakeholders it's students parents teachers school government the if you ask to name just one user you'll always say students because teachers are there to make it better for students so we were very focused on students the fact that we had access to thousands of students in our offline centers we we were able to iterate uh, the right kind of content after experimenting multiple formats uh, pure animation pure uh, just a teacher now one thing which most of us don't realize is that's why i use the word we are still in the youtube age and unfortunately youtube has never incentivized educational content creation it, me being so passionate about math if i was equally good on uh, uh, math let's say and dancing i will only create a dancing video because that will get more users and more money because of more users means more money in in, in a in an advertisement based model so uh, while while creating what we have done is uh, what most of us don't realize is it's just me teaching or any teacher like i'm supposedly a good teacher that's why i used to fill stadiums even me teaching in in a classroom like this and just capturing a video like that that's not making it better than what is available in the offline world in fact uh, offline has so many other advantages that which is all which which will obviously make sure that there is uh, learning interactive uh, it will be collaborative and ideal classrooms like uh, but those ideal classrooms exist only in uh, like some of the top most universities right students don't ask questions unfortunately so what i'm trying to tell is uh, the fact that a teacher who's a good presenter uh, a writer a teacher who's also a good writer which all of them won't be there won't be any intersection that's why you need a huge collective effort and uh, uh, subject matter experts who are also good in uh, creating uh, high quality graphics uh, again people who understand subjects those who are also good editors so it requires uh, a huge uh, intersection of uh, diverse talent teams coming together if you want to create uh, a movie like experience now i can just give you a comparison if you see uh, uh, like stage acting compare compare that to what you can achieve through movies right the stars are uh, they they are able to do lot more powerful content if you watch a movie you will never forget it especially if there is a message in that so uh there's a long way to go before we do that in education or learning so what we have, so it took us four years to not just figure that out but create comprehensive content both across depth and breadth enough grades so that and having uh, uh and willing to accept that uh, uh my video is far better than me as a teacher and today i i don't teach anymore not because i don't have time because today i'm able to accept that there are teachers who are far better than me i have created who are teachers far better than me by enabling them to teach and by giving this platform i don't teach anymore not because i don't have time though i i love teaching even given a chance i'll still take those stadium sessions today but they are inefficient uh inefficient in terms of uh, impact inefficient in terms of business model and not scalable so that the reason why we were able to launch in 3 months of time is is the fact that it, it has to be based on first principles so we like that's why when people ask where are you launching next i my frank answer is i don't know but that's something we'll figure out and we've been able to figure that out and then uh, if you have done a market research 2015 back in india we wouldn't have launched our product because in, in any any segment where you which you want to disrupt yeah like like you should be willing to do course correction every week so having a dynamic plan is equally important that's where that's where having enough and more people with that ownership mentality because those who are willing to experiment fail multiple times but those who are still on top of things because they are they will end up measuring everything which they do that's important uh that's that's the biggest advantage which you have so maintaining that because generally people say that growth comes with complexity and complexity is a silent killer of growth so it's not it's easier said than done that's why having the team those who will uh, 
if you if you ask me just one word do everything on first principles if you are creating a new segment yep no that's interesting and, so and yeah, i want to long answer yeah. i want to take you up on the team point because i do think it's important uh, to cover that but before we go there you mentioned that uh, you know of course success is relative but it's also not permanent and you know in the last 5 6 years you guys have disrupted yourselves many times over right so you started with test prep and now you are large in k12 you started with offline then there came an app but there are also things that you guys innovated on sales model etc so how do you go about disrupting yourselves when you start getting comfortable with what's working already so the that mentality of when i was mentioning that insurgent mode is what the companies need to be in not just startups but even the big companies the insurgent mode because uh, it's it's like uh, especially if you're disrupting a segment it's equivalent of war right war not against the the companies who exist war against the the current models right you are you are making them if you look at india what we are actually doing is uh, the mentality over there is all about spoon feeding you are you are talking about it's it's not like the systems in the in the developed world uh, where uh, everyone kind of follows a method which is memorizing replicating and then forgetting that's what parents are following that's what students are following uh, so we we went ahead and took a stance that we'll make sure that you like learning and thereby bringing that child like curiosity back in the system back in kids and without even now uh, focusing on parents though we very well know that parents are the ones who will actually pay for it but this is one segment where it's always better if the interest is coming from students which is actually the organic interest here if the students are the ones who are downloading the app the one segment where parents will be happy paying for it if they see value in it obviously you can't uh, just give them something and if there is no impact if they don't see results uh, they will they will never pay again you might be able to sell once got it um I want to pick up on something that you mentioned saying we we figure out things along the way and uh, you know having seen you on the board one of the things um, we were always questioning was how would you go beyond india and what will take you to the international market what is your license to win and that was a question that we had a couple of years ago and then you went out and you know you got this pretty large relationship with a very very large media player i don't know whether i can announce the name yet or not but you know that is a 150 billion dollar market cap company and you guys about 18 months If ago it's a large media company then there is nothing confidence yeah should i tell them that it's also got all these popular characters and so on but anyway uh, <laughs> uh, you know how, how did that happen you were a small company in india going to this very large behemoth talking to their ceo and saying hey i want to do this large exclusive partnership to take this brand global with you i i think uh, like we know what is our core strength and uh, and we are completely convinced about it now to answer this question i have a simpler answer to that it's it's all about uh, this this is a question which people ask in different ways like how is it when you meet mark zuckerberg how is it when you meet big ceos uh, for me uh, the, there's a simple answer that lies in uh, where we all come from or most of us most of the co- top management they come from small towns highly aspirational uh, extremely positive people so one good thing which we learn is and like there are two things in fact one which again might not make sense to some of you but we learn how to blindly trust people and businesses are not run on contracts it's run on trust combined with the fact that uh, it's it's all equal all of us are equals and that mentality that so that that the moment you have that in your mind that no one is superior and no one is inferior you're never under pressure so you won't think that oh i only have 15 minutes to showcase this thing so like you take that meeting just like the the, the with the same importance which you will give when you meet uh, a new intern who joined last week things will be easy there's nothing to lose anyway <laughs> that's interesting treating everybody equal 
uh, not superior, not inferior. I, I'm sure that's what most of the people will be following because uh, the moment you have that in mind, you will give equal importance to everything yeah. or everyone. Baju, um, you, you mentioned team and, and this whole notion of believing in the cause. Can you help us understand clearly, you know, you're a very successful entrepreneur. The company's kind of oh, taken the, your name. The, the day you think you're successful, I, I tell my employees, the, if you ever hear that word, leave and go and join somewhere else because the game is over. <laughs> Excellent. I'm happy as an investor that you're pushing really hard. But let's talk about the team. No, you know, because who's behind see, this? What, what, like the reason why, like, because you will see that, you talk to people, they'll understand that. People think it's just three and a half years since we launched the app. I tell that I've been teaching for last, like from the time I remember, uh, when I was in seventh grade itself, I used to teach uh, my friends in the neighborhood, those who were in 10th and 12th, because first I was teaching myself. That's how I became a teacher. And then uh, I, I was teaching friends in the neighborhood. And then I, I used to teach my friends, ended up becoming a teacher. So. Uh, for me, it's like uh, what, I, I, what I'm doing is something which I truly believe in. Something which I like, something which I'm good at. Generally, there's a huge intersection between the two. So, uh, I, I'll wish that we are much more long-term than any of the investors who will come on board. Some of the names, they say that they, are, they have 10-year, 15-year, uh, uh, this thing. I tell them that I have a... Because education, you can't do anything short-term. You, you have to be at it. Uh, you have to be like... You have to learn how to do it uh, and figure out and keep on changing. So, it's, it's very important to have like a very long-term mission if you want to make an impact in education. So, uh, and uh, I, I, to, like I'm doing something where uh, I, I'll never teach my son math one-on-one. -on -one. Again, not because I don't have time, that's inefficient. <laughs> Excellent. It, it, it's that I have that much conviction in what I do and I, I tell my teammates uh, uh, that do it only if you're 100% convinced. Don't do it for money, don't do it for anything else. That's why the 10 people who started with me way back in 2011, when we were very small, all of them are still there. That's another point which I'll just mention, what, what some of the companies, assuming that there are some uh, uh, companies who are in the early stage here, founders who are in the entrepreneurs who are just starting off. Uh, what most of us miss out when you move from uh, or uh, early stage to growth stage. I'll, I'll just yeah. complete this. Is that the people who will get you from one to 10, they, they, them alone won't get you from 10 to 100. But those, the people who got you from 1 to 10, they define the culture in the company. And that's, it's, it's never about what you do. It's about how you do, which is the most difficult thing for any competition to replicate. So giving importance to those first 10 people who got you from 1 to 10, they might be, uh, they, they will have to change roles because all of them won't be able to scale at the pace at which the companies grow, right? Even uh, a lot of, uh, like, uh, the companies will outlive founders. At the moment I think that I can't make an impact, I'll have to give it to somebody else. So it's, it's more mostly about letting it go and not about keeping it to yourself. And, uh, and the, the real ownership is, so how we run our teams is, the, the person who's responsible for marketing sales, uh, though they report to me, the final call is with the guy. That's, that's unambiguous uh, ownership. That's when they will, uh, uh, mistakes are never penalized. And, but which helps us to keep on losing and those losses are always small and winning really big. Excellent. You kind of answered the question on team, uh, you know, for, for the benefit of the people in the room. Baiju hired the first maybe 250 people in his team, most of whom were students from his own classes and really believed in the mission that he was driving and in the methodology that he was adopting to make, you know, learning easy and fun for students. And uh, though it's, it's not... Such a big thing because it's easy to be, uh, easy to create a mission-driven company in education. It's close to everyone, all of us. Uh, now, keeping it mission-driven, you need to obviously put in, uh, so attracting uh, high-quality talent because I mentioned that already. This is one segment where doing well is equivalent of doing good. 
and uh, creating a billion dollar company is uh, the, the real fund is not in creating a billion dollar company real fund is in changing the way millions think and learn because i know that if any student who's actually learning from it i'm slowly but surely making that change from him or her being a passive learner to an active learner which is what is required because 21st century literates are not the ones who can't read and write they are the ones who can't learn unlearn and relearn excellent excellent and speaking fast just to keep it uh, like reduce the inefficiency this is anyway not the best format of doing anything <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll probably beam you a recorded version uh, maybe for the benefit of lots of people hey uh, bhaiju i want to chat about one of the things that a lot of people in this room in the previous uh, sessions did speak about which is saying hey is that tech really working is there efficacy in what people are doing there is no regulation so people throw out anything and uh, you know some things work some things don't where is the accountability how do you think about efficacy in learning it's 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 a bigger challenge in b2b because in uh, generally in b2b in this case uh, the user is not involved in the buying decision that's why sometimes it's the product differentiation even if you create the best possible product maybe the success is not assured be uh, and because when you are forcing it upon teachers because and if they are not involved in the buying decision I, i'm not generalizing that's how generally it is the buyer is very different from the user uh it's it's a challenge to uh, uh ensure usage even even in our case if in cases in few cases where we see that parents are buying and forcing it upon kids engagement is minimal that's why i was telling that it's been uh, for us it's always been the case of focusing only on students the them talking about it and organically organic interest coming and parents later approving that or parents later paying for that is uh, so it's less of a challenge in b2c because uh, the efficacy uh, you face that test every year you can run a free model but if you are running a paid freemium model uh, your efficacy is put to test every year when they complete their 8th uh, yeah. grade and when they let's say when they complete 8th grade and when they move from 8th to 9th so you have that test the the people who are not renewing are the ones with multiple reasons if they are not using it yeah. or if they don't see improvement or uh, most of the cases they are not using it because there there's a few cases where parents are forcing it upon kids I want to leave some time for questions. Maybe the last couple yeah. of questions that uh, I want to talk to you about. What should we expect of Byju's as a company in the next five years? Like, where where does this go from here? I, I think, as I mentioned, there's a, there's a large opportunity for multiple companies to uh, invest in creating content and personalizing the using obviously technology and media as enablers. Learning first, uh, or the benefit to the students first, and that should be the so huge opportunity i i think starting in india in, in in our case is a big advantage because there's a huge primary market where the model is profitable which helps us to continuously invest and innovate in uh, how we are creating product and how we are making it better so the, yeah aspiration is to create uh, one of the largest education companies in the world long way to go but Excellent. that's that's a game we like i always tell that keep an aspiration level which you can never reach i'm i'm just trying to again you can take or take it or leave it what works what does work for us is us is that we always uh, uh keep an aspiration level which uh, most of the people will think that you can never reach when you're about to reach there you raise the bar again so i can tell you guys uh, based on my personal experience byju actually plays football uh, amongst the many games he does but one is passionate about his football and uh, he happened to injure his knee and he was he had a knee surgery uh this must be a couple of years ago multiple i had six surgeries six surgeries thank you for that <laughs> um but every time you become strong yeah so he uh he sent me a picture four weeks after surgery and uh, you know i couldn't i couldn't really see that it was him in the picture because he was so 
you know, he had run 21 kilometers in under, it was 87 minutes, something like that. So he sent me the picture and said, hey, you know, we do mad things, and I'm four weeks out of surgery, and this is what I set out to achieve myself. 90 minutes was my goal, I did it in 87. And, you know, this is how we approach company building as well. We are really going to go and build a big one. All down to math and numbers, because I, I strongly think that things which you can't measure, you can never improve. So, yeah. And so the, the whole culture of really going for it, setting steep targets, motivating the team to achieve that, I think that's uh, really uh, parts of the secrets to the success, but many more years ahead, as, as Baiju says. Any, any final words of advice uh, to potential entrepreneurs in the room or others? Uh, not, not an advice again now, like, yeah, not just, uh, it, it, this is an advice more to investors because, uh, <laughs> Thank especially, you. <laughs> especially uh, the early stage investors, uh, a lot of them miss out the fact that uh, you obviously need to, like, like they, you need to check whether the, the entrepreneurs or the team is smart. Like, all of us are smart. That's not even a question. But uh, what most of them, most of us, two underrated qualities which people miss out, investors, we also miss out is, Determination, because you need to be at it till you get it. So, uh, like having that drive and pursuing that passion till an extent, because that's when only then the first principles will work. Because uh, otherwise, you'll need enough roadblocks. And if you are thinking about something else, or if just someone is coming and throwing an offer for acquisition, then you will get acquired. So, determination is the most important thing apart from free thinking. Now, free thinking, I tell that uh, in in a segment, if you if you want to disrupt, is uh, half the people should tell that it's, uh, it's a good idea. The remaining half should tell that it's a very bad idea. That's when uh, you know that uh, that's, an, that's an idea which can potentially disrupt. It's uh, so similar to how we think about uh, investing as a business. Because if we have consensus on any investment decision, we know it's a wrong you know, decision that we have made. So we look for Determination is an underrated quality. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thank you, Baju. We have three more minutes. So I want to give uh, an opportunity for people to ask questions. Let's start with this gentleman here. Uh, how do you see the future of brick and mortar coaching classes vis-a-vis -vis that you have said that 75% of the revenue comes not from the top 10 metropolitan cities? Is it because there are a lot of coaching classes in metropolis and not so many? Co no, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's because uh, I, I'll say it's a it's lot to do with uh, now access to the segments where we offer even in India, the after school tutoring is not available for a fifth grader or sixth grader, even in metros. It's, it's completely fragmented and individual teachers doing it in apartments or uh, in their neighborhood. So uh, it, it's mostly to do with uh, the importance of learning. They're, they're that much more hungry to learn. So, so you get, uh, you'll see better engagement from smaller towns. They have more time, less distractions. So that's the major reason. And how do you see the future of coaching classes? The brick and mortar I, I, I think there is a place for all models. This is, uh, what we are creating is a product which is helping students to learn better at home, uh, which is which will make it easy for teachers to teach in the future so that classrooms can ideally move to like uh, healthy discussions or meaningful discussions and uh, where teachers can focus on students who require that extra help but it'll, it still take a lot of years to reach there. So there's a place for uh, another, uh, this is a model which is creating that habit of self-learning which is equally important as uh, anything else. Question here. Yeah. Oh, he's got the mic. about first principles when you started or did you think about it in retrospect looking no, back at how you for started? me you know it's, it's it's always been like that it's like it, it's always been about trial and error trying to but like folk, making sure that see the thing is uh, you need uh, the right balance between uh, 
dreaming big and uh, breaking it down to step by step and do like like common language i tell that having that big dream is important but what you do today is equally important and taking it in step by step so that you can make sure that uh, mistakes are ne never becoming too big but what are your and then trying not to follow what is already there now that's where uh, so we don't use bank though we have raised a lot of money we have never used bankers uh, most of the people in our man so all hungry to learn hungry to experiment make mistakes and then learn so so we don't have uh, almost all 10 of us have never done anything like this before straight from campus so that that culture of it's, it's important if you are creating a new segment obviously when you are uh, trying to replicate a model which is all which is already working then this is not the model to go for well, let's take the last two questions gentlemen back there and then maybe the gentleman there the third row hi vaichu it's uh, very inspiring my name is karim arush uh, from excel skills we teach people how to code online one of the biggest challenges in um, in india in particularly is um, uh, pricing uh, people don't have the means to pay uh, so how did you get to uh, your pricing because it's a little bit on the higher side and uh, so how did no, you tackle it, the problem no uh, it's this 150 dollars 160 dollars is uh, still uh, like when it comes to like markets like india where uh, people spend 15 20% of their income on education and that's that's out of the two parameters which is ability to pay and willingness to pay the second one has a much higher weightage so even if you launch a similar product in US, I'm not telling that's our plan, it might be priced similar. So that's why a market like Indonesia will be as attractive as US if you have the product right. It's all about getting that product right and giving value to the user. Users in small towns who are, relative, who are from a relatively uh, lower income group, they find the product less expensive in all our service. So it's, it's just about this is what they need from a product point of view. Last question. So uh, I'm Saket Modi and I stay in UK but split my time between UK and India. And one of the things that I discussed with my friends while watching a cricket match is, uh, uh, you know, that in, since you've launched Shah Rukh Khan's best performance, whether it's been in the adverts, uh, what are your thoughts on that? But uh, that was on a lighter note. But I just want to ask you just a bit more about the replicating this on the university side, the college side and uh, courses that could be offered at any, uh, what are your thoughts about that for India? There is, there is an opportunity to create, obviously we are fully focused on uh, uh, helping students in schools learn better. We have to add more subjects, more grades, and then possibly look at more markets. But learning across, whether it's curricular learning, co-curricular learning for school students, for reskilling, upskilling, there is a scope for improvement all across. Now, but there are some segments where you cannot heavily invest upfront because let's say if you are investing in creating uh, technology modules where the technology itself will change every six months then you cannot make this kind of investment this is this is possible in concepts which are universal which will have a much longer shelf life where things don't change in subjects which we do especially in math and science right things the the fundamental concepts don't change you might have a better method of creating those uh, formats let's say if there is a better distribution platform if uh, ar or vr is becoming mainstream then if we that time if we decide that oh this is my way this is my only way we will be left out so there is an opportunity to make uh, improve learning because today it is only learning is mostly driven by uh, on on what is happening on youtube especially right it's it's very very powerful that's how it's, it's actually leveling the playing field the only challenge is it's uh, when it comes to co curricular learning that is still enough but curricular learning, you need to make sure that it matches with what they need in school. Uh, it's getting personalized uh, based on the proficiency level of the student. Which, uh, if your business model is based on advertisement, uh, 
you you are not incentivizing content creators and it's anyway not uh, possible for an individual content creator to create uh, the kind of content which students are used to when they consume entertainment content because when you are offering educational content to a 5 year old their first thing is uh, it, it should match to what they see uh, when it, like similar to what you see in let's say masha the bear otherwise you won't get the engagement so your purpose is defeated well uh, thank you baiju thank you for coming here and sharing the story uh, thanks everyone for being a patient and a great audience Thank you. Thank you.